All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Why are the playoffs better at Boston Pizza? Because we've optimized our sports bar experience by studying in-depth analytics. Starting with our new BP Wing Ribs, currently leading all apps in wings above replacement, and deep-fried pickle wedges, an early favorite for the unanimous number one overall pickle. And of course, the advanced stats darling and leader in pints per game, the new Beer Mosa. Catch the playoffs at Boston Pizza, powered by Fanalytics. Is it a must win? You better believe it's a must win. Game four, Oilers Golden Knights. Let's get into it with the lead. I don't throw around the must win term very often. When they were down one, must win. Even last year's when they were down 2-1 to LA, I was like, I don't know if it's quite a must win. This feels like a must win. I don't think you can go down 3-1 heading back to Vegas in this series. The Oilers need to win tonight. Welcome into Oilers Nation every day. We are live on the Oilers Nation YouTube where our pal Kildrak is in and says, in all caps, that's how you know he means it, game day, Oilers come out hot and stay hot for the full 60. Huge Nuge goal incoming LFG. Sebastian's in with a Let's Go Oilers as well. JT's predicting a 6-4 Oilers win. Revenge of game one. We are live usually from the Sports Closet Studio. Today, we took it on the road at Greta, where tonight it's going to be rocking. Friday, it's going to be rocking when we're throwing a, our watch party for the away game. Literally, we packed it in this Greta food truck, yep. which is now open, by the way. I don't know if you know this. I think we're going to be running food. Greta downtown, Edmonton. And now we're doing the show. Greta and Calgary is probably going to be rocking, too. I know a lot of Oilers fans have there been flocking is there. A, there is a nation watch party going on down there. I love it. It's uh, great stuff. Live at Greta with a Sherwood Ford Giant Game Day edition of the show. Frank Zarvalli is going to stop by actually almost right off the jump here in just a couple of minutes. He's going to join us to well, talk about this series, talk about the draft lottery, even talk about some of the other series going on. But first, let's see what you're all saying about tonight's game. A lot of people agreeing that tonight is a must win game. Davin says it was bad luck. We didn't score five in the first period last game. And hey, we're going to get to our keys to victory in a bit. But the Oilers are going to get a chance to go up against a goalie who has never made a postseason start. Aiden Hill expected to go for Vegas with Laurent Brassois out. And I, I think that opens the door a little bit for this Oilers team. Yeah, he's looked good, good in his two relief appearances so far. But the Oilers have not tested him nearly enough. If Edmonton can get rolling early in this hockey game and not just throw rubber at Aiden Hill, like 
when he came in last game, they were shooting from the point with no traffic. They were taking wrist shots from areas where you're not going to score. If they can get looks from dangerous areas, they will start to go in. I think this is a big advantage that Aiden Hill is going to be going for Vegas. Yeah, I think a big thing is, too, you got to get him moving. It felt like he just kind of had to stand in his crease the whole night and the others didn't even do anything. There was a picture Dan showed me in the third period. He's literally, like, stretching over the crossbar. Like, yeah. it's like, come on, like, make the guy work a little bit, make him sweat. And, yeah, there was a thing, too, in the last game. They were taking a ton of point shots, but there was nobody getting a tip on air or anything. It was just making it way too easy for Aiden Hill. you got to get in his grill. He feels like a goalie that I think Jay mentioned it when you guys were in Vegas is a little hot-headed, right? So if yeah. you can get underneath his skin, maybe you can make him lose his cool a little bit. And that's where you got to go to the net and make it difficult for him. Is Aiden Hill a spaz? Let's talk about it. Giant uh, spaz. He's <laughs> he a is. giant spaz. And we got to play into that. Like we got to, I know you guys have already broken down game two. Yeah. We were in their kitchens, or sorry, game three. We were in their kitchens after game two. And then they came and they are now in our kitchens. Because Let's just admit, we all admitted that was a horrific performance. So Terrible. we can sit there and say, yeah, whatever. Like Aiden Hill, we should, it's like, we, this is a good thing, but like, we need to show up. Like, mm -hmm. and I believe we will. So it's just making his life a very, very difficult time. Bodies in front, shell him. Maybe, you know, a little nudge, yeah, a little nudge. See what, see what spicy Aiden might, uh, might do. Might uh, go full Ed Bell for, take a major penalty, get Jonathan Quick in the net. Nah, Who knows? I, I like, like that. Anything's possible with that yeah. guy, but we have to go and put in an effort to make his life difficult. I don't, I don't want to discredit what he's done because he's actually had a pretty good season. Yeah, he's, he's got like a 9-15 or whatever. He's a solid goalie. He is the third string goalie on this team, no? Logan Thompson. Thompson Aiden Hill. Yeah. Make him look like a third string. I think he's a little bit better than that, but he is their third option, really. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, between the pipes for the Oilers, a lot of people. And I mean, hey, we threw a poll yesterday on the show. We said, who would you start, Campbell or Skinner? 55% said Skinner, 45% said Jack Campbell. The only voice that matters in all of this is Jay Woodcroft. And it seems like he's going to be going with Stuart Skinner. He was in the starter's crease yesterday. He was in the starter's crease today as the team had an optional skate. Jay, do you like the decision to go back with Stu tonight? Of course you go with Stu. The reason why Stu is getting pulled from games is not necessarily all him, although I'd like him to make, make that yeah. uh, white cloud save, or sorry, stop. The white cloud stop, definitely. That was that was doable, but, it, but we played so bad in front of him. Like mm -hmm. you, you, you pull out Skinner in that game to try to get the boys going, just like they did in LA to put Campbell in to get the boys going, except for the first time it worked. The second time it didn't. It's still Skinner's net. He, he he is not, we have not played well and he lost us a game. If we just play decent, he will be fine and he will make big saves and sure, maybe one, we will always want him to, you know, maybe make that stop in a game, but he does make continual, continual big saves. I don't know why I'm having a tough time pronouncing. Probably too high on caffeine. No, normally I'm a two cup a day guy. Today I've had three. So three I'm cups of, of coffee already. Yeah, it gets the anxiety up. So I'm having a tough time like enunciating because I'm just like so excited and motivated for tonight. Anywho, Skinner's net. I agree. Skinner's net. Like maybe if, if tonight is similar, you debate going to Campbell to give you a spark. I, I just wouldn't do it. I think you got to keep going with Stu. Cause like you said, when the Oilers have played well in front of him, he's done enough for them to win. You've kind of just got to play your best available roster every night in the playoffs too. Right. And I think, I think Stuart, so. Stuart Skinner gives you the best opportunity to win. And like Jay said, like, he didn't lose the Oilers that game. Nope. The Oilers lost that game themselves. And Skinner could only do so much. Like right before he had that huge save on March or so. And it's even stuff like when Campbell got the, who I can't remember. It was a goalie interference, whatever, whoever scored. Yeah, yeah. And then the Oilers couldn't even get anything going after that. And they scored, what was it, 15, yeah. 20 seconds later. Like, it was just kind of the way the night went. And I don't blame any of it on Skinner. We just need to stop laying absolute eggs it's happened it, it's gonna happen once in a while but there's like a somewhat like a, a rhythm or pattern to it mm. uh and that's just like that just needs to stop we figure that out then who cares who's in net yep yeah honestly <laughs> it is a loaded edition of the show short for giant game day we'll get the lineup notes and keys to victory we're gonna give away some nation gear a little bit later on in the show but first our pal Frank Saravalli is here for Star Mechanical, starmechanical.ca, Edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company. And Frank Saravalli was locked in a room by the NHL. No phone, no smartwatch. I asked him to wear a wire so I could hear what was going on, and he declined that. Uh, Frank, what was your experience like at the NHL draft lottery? 
It was interesting. Uh, I could say that it was way more intense than I thought being in the room with the ping pong balls and lots of like idle chatter. So if I was wearing a wire, I'm trying to think of like what the conversation. So I, I was sequestered for about 90 minutes to two hours with Commissioner Bettman and a few others. So we chatted about a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, he asked me who I like in the playoffs. I told him that my pick was the Oilers to win the cup. Uh, we talked about the game. What was his answer? Australia. He, he just nodded. He just, okay. he doesn't root. So he doesn't, there's no dog in the fight. Fair enough. You talked about the games in Australia. And then the thing I like the most is the part in your story on Daily Vazov of him holding up different newspapers throughout, like at the beginning to make sure it's like confirmed what the date is. But like, it's intense, right, Frank? Like it's a legal process almost, right? Yeah. And that's kind of the amazing part where I see the reaction from people on social media. And look, I get it. Part of that's just the world that we live in. Like, I understand fully. Like my wife is an anti-vaxxer. Like I get the whole nine yards, uh, but this is just, it's a bridge too far because you, you think about, um, you know, all the things that go into this, like is, is Gary Bettman after 30 plus years on the job, is he really going to, uh, is he really going to stain his, his reputation, open the league up to antitrust lawsuits over, skimming Connor Bedard to someone else like what's in it for him it makes no sense and I can tell you having watched all of it with my own eyes that uh there's nothing illegitimate about this process whatsoever as people have made the argument before if there really was a process that was rigged no offense guys but Connor McDavid would not be in it <laughs> Yeah, 100%. That is that is the shining example of this whole thing, is that they sent Connor McDavid, the best player we've seen in however many years, to Edmonton. Uh, with that being said, not rigged, no conspiracy. There had to have been a, a few execs behind the scenes at the NHL, just from a financial perspective, kind of going like, yes, when it was Chicago who got him and not Columbus or Anaheim, right? Not to my knowledge. Like, there was oh. not... One word, there was not one smirk, there was not one like eyebrow raised. It is like quite literally business as usual. And, and you have to remember, uh, there's other people in the room, including some team representatives. Like, this is a completely sterile process. Like, they kind of gave me some ground rules when I walked in. It's like, we're going to collect your phone. Uh, there's no communication with the outside world. You are not essentially not to speak. And you're just a fly on the wall observing the process. And that's the process that I've observed was completely surgical in terms of yeah. its approach and precision. And I was probably being a little bit too like tongue in cheek there and whatever, but like him going to a big U S market, that's good for the game though. Right? Like it's good for revenues. It's good for him to be somewhere where, Hey, basically an hour after the guy after the lottery balls fall and it's announced to the public they got what two and a half million dollars in season ticket revenue it's i think it was over 10 million in new season ticket revenue wow. yesterday alone so um it's it's crazy the reaction and like it is good for the game this is a huge market and i think it's also symbolic in some ways of them passing the torch in their franchise from Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves right on to now Connor Bedard. Obviously, those guys are, are not coming back. They're franchise icons, and they needed that sort of bridge that a lot of teams, frankly, just don't get. And they, the Blackhawks, even though their uh, attendance was higher than many people had expected it to be this year, they had sort of fallen into the abyss or were going to begin to fall into the abyss uh, this next season with a bare bones roster that was looking to get the best draft picks possible. Now, I think they have to, they're probably going to struggle a little bit more for the next couple of years, but they're now beginning the process of building up instead of tearing down, which when you can get a player of that caliber, you've achieved the hardest part of this process, which is landing that, you know, super duper star. Got anything draft related, Liam? Yeah, I, I got one for you, Frank, and it's probably the most intriguing prospect in a draft besides Bedard. But Mitchkov is probably a top three talent, and I don't think anyone truly knows where he's going to land. Is is there a sense that this guy could maybe fall out of the lottery selection too because of his KHL contract, or do you think he'll get taken before then? 
So I think he's the big mystery and drama that now surrounds draft light night. Like we kind of know now, Liam, that Bedard is going one to Chicago, Fantilli very likely two to Anaheim. And then the big question now, it's not who goes three, it's who has, you know, the balls the size of a dump truck to take this guy who could be the second best talent in the draft but you're dealing with the contract issue, as you mentioned, not able to come over to the NHL until I think 2026 or 2027 at the earliest. And then also the socio-political of what's happening in our world right now as it relates to Russia. Uh, you know, Will there be the same path that exists? Will Russia, which has now stood in the way of other prospects and draft picks from coming over to the US or North America, will someone you know, basically have the courage to pick a guy that they likely or may not even be in the same position as GM by the time that person comes to the NHL and is ready to make an impact. Like that's a big bet to make if you're a general manager who you're supposed to have the best interests of the franchise at heart, but it's always also like, well, how do we make this team better so that I can keep my job and show progress? You might not have anything to show for a long time. That's a good point. Well, we can be, let's put our tinfoil hats on for a second. Like if there's one person that can circumnavigate this, and I've said this on uh, Nation Real Life, it's Alexander Ovechkin. So like, why wouldn't Washington take the stab? First off, I thought we just took our tinfoil hats off. <laughs> no, no, uh, I don't. I say, say take them off. You say, well, we took uh, them off about the draft no, lottery. Said, let's put them on. And yeah, you want to put them back on. Let's put them on and talk about this. Like, that's that's the guy like I know remove obviously the atrocities and all this crazy stuff that's going on in our world. But if there's a guy that has any pull uh, to get him out of that KHL deal because of who he is, it's him. I, yeah, I, I agree. And that makes sense. But it also then um, like the other part of the Matt Bay Mitchkoff draft saga is that no one's had actual NHL eyeballs on this guy in like years, like literally live in-person viewings. If you do not have an NHL employee that's a scout that lives in Russia, you can't enter to go watch him play and they're not playing anywhere else. You can watch all the video you want, but for someone at that prime of a position to draft, you better be really certain and none of the true decision makers have had eyeballs on that. So like, it's great if you think Alex Ovechkin can help you, which I'm sure he has some like quite literal sway and pull. But if you're Brian McClellan and you don't have a scout there, are you willing to pull the trigger having not seen him yourself? This is where uh, Ovechkin actually has command over the franchise because Ted Leonosis, that's his boy. Yeah. It'll be interesting, uh, but it's playoff time. I'm done with the draft talk. Let's table it. Let's talk about what's going on tonight just down the road at Rogers Place. Oilers, Golden Knights, game for Frank. Like When we talked before this series, it was Edmonton can win. They're the better team. They just have to not shoot themselves in the foot. And you look at games one and three, and that's exactly what they did. Like In a way, it's a wildly predictable first three games of this matchup. I think that's what's so frustrating from an Euler perspective is it doesn't have to be. And, and I think you actually like quoted me verbatim in terms of shooting yourself in the foot. Cause that's really been the penchant for this Oilers team going back to not just round one, but also at varying points last year in the playoffs that you're kind of like, guys, when will you grow up and get it, if that makes any sense? You continue to make the same mistakes over and over again. And that's sort of the tough thing to swallow is that the margin for error becomes really thin. Like, I like the Kings, and I thought that the way that they approached the series was really smart. But Vegas has pieces that can kill you. And if you continue to open the door and you continue to make mistakes – pretty soon you find yourself in a position where you can't dig your way out of. You can't McDavid and Dreisaitl it, you know, to get back into play. And, you know, that, that, that takes its toll. Is, are the Oilers obviously still very much in it? Of course. I expect them to be significantly better tonight, and, and I expect to see, you know, I, I don't think we're going to get another game this series where 
McDavid and Dreisaitl are both held off the score sheet. But that said, it's not just about 97 and 29. Tyler, I, I made the point earlier today on Daily Faceoff Live, like if the Canes and the Seattle Kraken can get depth scoring, where is 100-point guy Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and why doesn't he have a goal so far in these playoffs? And I know he's you guys love him, and, and that's great, but this is an incredibly disappointing playoff for him. And really, when you take out the maybe one signature moment that he had on last year's run, and it would have been in the Battle of Alberta, where like where is Ryan Nugent Hopkins in the playoffs? Because the games that matter most and the, the, the moments that matter most, he seems to come up small. And it's not just him, so I'm not singling him out, but the rest of the team, where's the depth scoring that you need to be competitive? If Jordan Martinuk can score nine points in four playoff games – where are the rest of the guys on the Oilers? And so it's that coupled with the mistakes that they continue to make on their back end, where it's an awful turnover from Vinny DeHarnay or Evan Bouchard uh, struggling and, and, and catching an edge and Darnell Nurse standing in front of the net looking around to nowhere. Like there have been mistakes after mistakes that are all self-inflicted that this team is good they're loaded. They're ready to go. But it's hard enough to beat other teams in this league if you also have to beat yourself in the process. I think that's a great point. And, I mean, you mentioned Nuge and said, you know, it's not just him because Evander Kane has been wildly inconsistent in these playoffs. Zach Hyman, aside from scoring a goal that went off his face, has been largely invisible in these playoffs. It's been, it's been too many nights where passengers, way too many passengers, and as you said on the blue line too, Nights where, whether it's CeCe, DeHarnay, Nurse, whoever, there's three or four D-men that aren't doing their jobs to their fullest on any given night. And it's just, that's what's frustrating about this group is they'll do that and then the next night they'll go out and they'll look great. And it's part of the reason I'm fully expecting a win. This team hasn't lost back-to-back games, you guys, since February 25th and 27th. And I also think, Frank, there's a little bit of, you know, they're not playing their best hockey. They haven't played their best hockey yet in these playoffs through nine games. If it clicks, this team is borderline unstoppable. If it clicks, no one that's left in the playoffs can beat these guys. I agree with you. And, and Jay, you know, one thing that you always talk about is superpowers. And the Oilers have two incredible superpowers that no one else has. The problem is... I think there's a bit of overconfidence in that, knowing that you have that in your back pocket, that there's this idea that, hey, we can take a night off and we'll figure it out. And you begin, like I said, to flirt with disaster if you do that one too many times. You just you can't back yourselves into a hole. And and could the Oilers win this series if they're down three to one? They could. I would say the odds are significantly stacked against them that this game, yeah, I think, decides their season and their Stanley Cup hopes. If they're down 3-1, I have a hard time believing that they're going to beat Vegas three straight to end it. Are you, nerv- I, are you nervous now? Well, no, but it, you're not wrong, right? It's no. just like in L.A., right? Yep. If you know we didn't pull that comeback off, like that series easily was going the other way. And then you know that playoff-saving save against Arvidsson kept us in, and then we found our game on back-to-back nights finally, and put away the Kings. Like we just need consistency. That's the thing like that's frustrating is you go, you go to watch game one and somehow stay in it, but play horrific. And then game two, they blow the, blow the doors off them. And then game three, we don't show up. So the minute these guys decide to put a consistent effort is the minute then we can start, you know, mounting towards a deep run. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Frank, before we let you go, cause it's been almost 20 minutes here, we've gone around, covered a lot. But the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, if they don't win tonight, how big are the changes going to be this summer? Seismic? Bye, Mitchie. I would say seismic. I mean, I, I've, I make this argument all the time with, you know, remember we were talking about some of the bad teams in the league, whether it's this year at the trade deadline or last year, and it's, you know, should the – should the San Jose Sharks trade Eric Carlson or Tomas Hurdle or Timo Meyer, whoever it is, and you're like, guys, they're not winning with those guys. Like, why? Like, you're in 28th place. Why would you keep them? That's kind of the same sort of argument that I would make with the Leafs now is we're beyond having enough evidence 
of now seven failed playoff runs and one likely I put in, in, you know, quotes likely because they're still alive. The body still has a pulse of a, of, of lack of success. And you can't be in that spot where you uh, are not um, taking advantage of the opportunities that are presented to you. You, you, Someone slayed the best team in the league historic team in wins and points in the first round opening up your path and you finally break through and win a series and to come out like this against the eighth seed i can understand things happen in a playoff series and some flukes and bad bounces but when you get outworked the way that the toronto maple leafs did on sunday in game three in florida and your big guns, the guys that account for 50% of your salary cap, your core four, throw up donuts on the board this series, I'm sorry, it's unforgivable. And to bring that same group back again next year, I just I, there's clearly something missing to me. And I think the biggest thing is Brendan Shanahan used this word last year, uh, we need killers. They need killers. They need people that – actually have a fire in their belly and i don't see any of it from any of the leaves i'm a big fire guy frank now obviously jt can't be the one that they move on i i think in my opinion well, so who which, would take john, john well, exactly right? so which one is it is it is it austin or is it mitchy i think you got to have a real serious conversation with austin matthews do you want to be here and if so what's your cap number because i made this point on monday saying Look, Austin Matthews, he has a superpower. We just talked about superpowers. That ability to score is, when he's on, is kind of second to none in this league. The swagger that he has that you saw for another glimpse in the first round, scoring twice in that comeback, another huge goal. Finally, the signature playoff moment for Matthews. But what's it going to cost you? He's already been paid a significant premium at $11.6 bucks. Like David Pasternak has, I think, been just as good, if not more consistent as Austin Matthews over the last number of years. And he signed a new long-term deal for 11 and a quarter. So I said before, I don't think you can pay Austin Matthews one penny more than what Nathan McKinnon got, which is 12.6. I'm going to revise that and say, I don't think you can pay him more than what David Pasternak got. That's the market setter. And Pasternak and uh, Nathan McKinnon didn't make anywhere near the coin that Austin Matthews already pocketed on a five-year deal. So my big thing is, first, you need to figure out who the general manager is, because I think there is a sneaking suspicion out there that if Kyle Dubas isn't back, that Austin Matthews might not want to be. And then on top of that is, what's he going to cost relative to cap? Because if he wants the sun, the moon, and the stars... He, he'll get it on the open market, and that's his leverage. But I don't think the Leafs can build their team around a player that has been missing the fire. You can have a superpower, but if you don't have the intensity and the will to win, I don't. it's, a, it's not going to matter. Well, just Clayton Kenner, Keller to first and Austin over to Arizona. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Look at that, Jay. If Dubas walks, you might get an you interview. So? If, if Matthews is extended, oh, yeah. Oh, Keller and two first. Ah, okay. I love that we're doing this. Yeah. Uh, Maybe a conversation for another day. Yeah, uh, that's off season content. Yeah, that's off season content. <laughs> uh, Frank, appreciate you hopping on, man. Enjoy the two big games tonight. Enjoy uh, regret a bar. Hope the party is, is hopping tonight. And uh, for you, Blue Jays Nation guys, look at, they got the best day going. I'm going to head out. The Jays game starts in Philly at 2 p.m. Mountain. Ooh. And I will be back home and ready to roll for both playoff games tonight without missing. Oh, that's a nice day. I am very jealous of you, actually. That is great. Well, you enjoy that ball game, Frank. Thanks for hopping on. See you guys. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There you go. Frank Saravalli for Star Mechanical. If you need 24-7 emergency repair, boom, Star Mechanical. They always have you come. Pow! They can hook you. Wow. Up. There it is. <laughs> uh, also, AMA travel out of town scoreboard tonight. Uh, Toronto, Florida. Man, we got oh. tonight is a staple your behind to the couch and do not leave for six hours kind of night. Yeah. AMA can take you to a nice vacation in, in Florida. Don't worry about this game. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just two games on the AMA travel out of town scoreboard. And then tomorrow night, we have another couple as uh, Carolina can put away the Devils and uh, wow, Seattle. That was and- second period last night. <laughs> Uh, Seattle and Dallas, that is down to a best of three. That's interesting. That's a, that guy. Dallas made a statement last night. I think they, 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 well, they, they did, they did, but also like you could say the night before Seattle made a statement. Yeah, sure. Momentum really doesn't carry over from game to game. And I think that series is a good example of it. Ours is. Edmonton Vegas is a great example of it. I mean, you go out and you lose six, four in game one, you follow it up and the game's over within 10 minutes. And then last night, the final 30 minutes is just nothing but garbage time. So it's, it's wild to see the way, uh, how many of these games have been blowouts. I think the stat is like through 14 games in the second round, six or seven of them have been decided by three or more goals. A lot of people are complaining about the second round, not being as good as first, which is normally always the case. The first financial playoffs is like the best thing ever. But the fact that, yeah, they haven't been like battles. They've just been blowouts either way. Does, it's kind of losing a little bit of the entertainment factor. Now, me as an Oilers fan, it's driving my stress level up. Yep. I think this kind of happened last year too, didn't it? Like we finished it's a Calgary normal thing. in five and yeah, there you go. And then Calgary the, in five, Tampa Bay swept Florida, Colorado went six and the Rangers and Carolina went seven. So yeah. off the series, we're done within five games. Yep. Not unusual. And then usually there's one conference final that's good and one that's not. Uh, we had that. Well, there you go. Four nothing against Edmonton last yeah. season, Colorado, and then Tampa beat the Rangers four two. And the cup finals of battle. Yeah. Uh it's a short Ford giant game day. I had a game four between the Oilers and Golden Knights at Sherwood Ford. They they like rewarding you for being a fan. If you go in for an oil change and you got a playoff flag on your vehicle, ten dollars off. Shout out to our friends at Sherwood Ford. The Giant, let's get to our keys to victory and give away a little bit of nation gear. I got a couple locked and loaded, but I'll take this one. The Oilers big guns. It's bounce back time. Mm-hmm. I know the depth is important. I know Stuart Skinner is important. I know having the blue line getting on the right track is important. But Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl were both held off the score sheet last game. And if they're pissed off and hungry and motivated and can find that higher gear, that gear that separates those two from every other player that's left in these playoffs, every other player on the planet, then the Oilers are yeah. probably going to find success tonight. I think the reason we always say that depth is important is because we assume McDavid and Drysaddle are just buzzing. But if they're not yeah. buzzing, then you can't just rely on the bottom six to kind of go at it, right? Like, yep. those guys have got to be going every And those two the other night, frankly, weren't. So I'd be curious to see what they actually do with them tonight if they're going to split them up and all. But I do think that depends on the health of Zach and, Hyman. And the other thing, too, and we talked about this, was it on this show or ONR, where we talked about the leadership of this team a little bit? And it was with Belzy, actually. Yeah, oh, yeah it, was uh, it was with Belzy and how, you know, it's not a coach's job to motivate the team. When a, pl- when a team isn't motivated, though, I think you can look at the leadership group. And last game, we love Leon Dreisaitl. Historic playoffs. He didn't look interested. He yeah. didn't look motivated. Connor McDavid wasn't moving that well. 
those two set the tone for this team, both physically, both with the style of play and everything. I want a Connor McDavid game seven against LA moment where he went and steamrolled Sean Dursey and it was the most physically engaged game I've seen the Oilers play maybe ever. Go set the tone if you're McDavid in Dreisaitl. That's my giant key to victory. Well, that is the that is the key. But yep. just to add a layer to it, it's just, and this goes against the whole team, just work, 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 work. Like, we didn't show up last game. We had one line that kind of did. They mm-hmm. got a goal. That was great. But just everywhere else, it was just, we, ha- we, were, we were still in Vegas. Yeah. And like, that's just frustrating. It's playoff hockey. You should already be motivated. So just come into the building tonight, puck drops, and get to work. I think mine will be respond, but in a, in a way of like, if we score, don't just stand there and expect Vegas not to come at you right away. Like we're allowing yeah. quick goals or if like someone's coming across, like hit them, just be like physically involved in it all and just be engaged for the 60 minutes. Even if you are down, whatever it is, right? Just like keep pushing, show some fight in the battle. And I feel like that last game that was lost quite a, quite far. It's like Vegas dictated the physicality yeah. of game three and we did it in game two. Mm-hmm. Like, where, like where's the disconnect? It's yeah. just, anyways, on to game four. Who cares? Show up tonight. Four, it's a serious side, 2-2, game five. Keep rolling. Let's go. Let's get to uh, what you're all saying in the chat. Taylor C is in. Key to the game. Keep the crowd behind you with a line-for-line effort. All 12 mm-hmm. got to be rolling tonight. And yes, I do believe it is going to be all 12. Touch on that in just a second. Dre is in and says, play like the Oilers, the offensive powerhouse. Draw penalties. Don't give them away because of emotions. It's good that we have the grit but we can't fall for Vegas's game plan. And I actually, I really like that one as well. Play hard, play fast, like you did to start game two. The Golden Knights will take penalties. Yes. Hopefully the refs call those penalties because you probably deserve three power plays in the first period of game one, but we'll again table that off to the side. Um, but force the Golden Knights into taking penalties and let your strengths be your strengths in a way. Better five on five. Better five on five, sure. Yeah, get your feet moving. Cause, cause like a trip or something, yeah. right? Like make the refs make a call that's completely obvious. We didn't move. Yeah, like a high stick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, but you can't like... People who were bitching about the officiating last game like, were 100% correct because it absolutely affected the outcome of the game. Oh, really? That affected their effort level. I they came the out flat. Period. That was not because of penalty that didn't get called 20 minutes down the road. Oilers did not show up in that game. So you can't hang your hat on just solely officiating. Sure. Not solely, stick. but... It was and number Vegas, one on the list. Yeah, but Vegas was going to outwork us anyways. No, that should be number three on the list. Number one is we didn't show up. Agree to uh, disagree. Pred- so you think, you think we won the game if they make that call? You think with how we were playing and how Vegas was playing, that we were just somehow going to be better? I think the Oilers didn't fight through that adversity well at all, but there's no denying that the adversity was the first domino that fell. The non-calls, and there was three, maybe even four of them, and yeah. one of them was a missed high stick where Vegas scored 12 seconds after. The Oilers didn't fight through the adversity, but the number one domino was the officiating being poor. We didn't show up, man. We didn't show up. We were going to lose that game regardless. Uh, What do we got going on here? Murray is in. Key to the game. Early lead, but hold it this time. Bounce back game for Skinner as well. Uh, Cameron is in and says, for uh, the love of God, do not let Vegas get comfortable. Be a pest. Get them upset. Force them to make mistakes just like game to throwing some names here in the draw for that shirt right there that our boy Liam is rocking, the hashtag ON Oil Up Playoff. You can get yours at nationgear.ca. The juggler is in and says the key to victory is getting the top six back on track. And I would actually agree with that one as well. And Jay Gonzalez, key to victory, shoot the puck and hammer Aiden Hill. Absolutely. You need to make his life as difficult as possible. We got some names in the draw for our giant keys to victory. We are spinning the wheel right now. Jay, who are you rooting for? Uh, William Squires. You said that because it was stopping on William Squires. <laughs> no, because Squire. It does fit in. Yes, come on. Uh, shout out to William Squires. And You're our the winner. NHL lottery. This is not rigged. This is not rigged. I <laughs> spin a wheel live right here. Uh, William Squires, you're our winner. Tyler at OilersNation.com. Shoot me an email and uh, we'll get it all sorted out and we will get you that hashtag ON Oil Up Playoff tee. So shoot me an email and uh, congratulations. Hopefully you enjoy the shirt. Riley's in. Shoot from the parking lot. Kyle the Embalmer agrees with me. If we get the power play from that high stick, we are up by two, probably. And then we give it all away. It changed the trajectory of the game. It's it's 
Yeah, the post twice in the first period too. Yeah, the post twice in the first period. There's a lot of things in that first period that didn't go their way, and they, and they caved in the second. Their first period wasn't brutal. The first half, of the first period, and then, and then, yeah, if 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 they were really able able to get two or three when we were doing that barrage, maybe maybe we get in their heads, but they were Vegas was Vegas was moving. We were not moving. We were not moving. Yeah, uh, we didn't move. Yeah, we said yesterday the only player who looked mildly interested in playing in that hockey game was Warren Fogle. Um, so hopefully the Oilers get a little bit more out of him. Let's get into our lineup report for our friends at Sherwood Ford, the Giant, because we do have some things to watch when it comes to the way the Oilers are going to line up this evening. Uh, we don't know whether it's going to be... Mc- Let's start at the top. McDavid and Settle. I think separate them. It's time to split them up. It's time to give Vegas a bit of a different look. And I think those three, when you include Evander Kane, have not been good enough in their own end of the ice either. So listen, it's a weird time to be doing this, but I do think... McDavid and Dreisaitl love playing together. I don't think I know they love playing together. And I think this has to be a little bit of Woody saying, you two, if you want to play together, we need more. Yeah. Can't have a game where you're a goose egg in the offensive zone. If you want us to have you guys together as the nuclear option, yeah. you need to produce and you need to play good defense. And flat out, they didn't do it in game three. That's fine. I think splitting them up also gives Bruce Cassidy a little bit of a different kind of game plan to have to try to defend against. So I would have them split up. Just pair them up when needed. Yeah. Right. Like you, you, you put a, it out there when you get good matchups or, you after know, an icing after, after a PK. And so, yeah, I, I don't mind splitting them up to make it a little bit more hectic for, uh, for Vegas. And then figuring out like Hyman, how many you got to assume is he didn't do morning skate. I'm assuming no, this morning. did not take the option. That to me just looks like a raging Charlie horse. What do you got? So that doesn't feel good. Yeah, no, it doesn't feel good when a guy in his knee uh, six inches off the or puts hey. his skate six inches off the ice to knee you as you try to avoid check. They got tied up. <laughs> That's what it said on the broadcast. If I was making the lines tonight, I think what I would do, assuming health for Hyman, I think I go McDavid, Nuge, Hyman, Drysidel, Kane, Fogel as my top six. Fogel. Say Fogel. Yeah, and then I would yeah. have Fogel's putting in the work. And then I would have Costin, Bukestad, and Yanmark, and McLeod, Ryan, and Yamo. So it's an awkward flip having to put either Yamo or Ryan on the left side, probably Derek Ryan at that point. Um, but that's the way I think I would go about doing it. I think Yamo and Costin together can cause havoc. Yeah. So you know what? Why, yeah, I would do that then. I would go Costin, Bukestad, or Costin, McLeod, Yamo. And then I would go Derek Ryan, Matias Yanmark, and yeah, then you got speed, you got aggressive yeah. four check, you got some meat, you got a guy who can shoot. Yeah, that's not a I don't hate that idea either. But like that 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 Fogel McLeod Ryan line was It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Like they did a really good job against the Ico line, I thought in game two, actually. Oh, fuck, it's annoying that Jack had a night. And they don't even like they they're not like great defensively they just play hard and quick yeah like they just play a very simple style of hockey and that's kind of what the Oilers need to do as a whole yep. and they were able to get that goal last game by literally driving to the net i don't hate right? uh yeah i don't hate bukestad with Derek ryan and matthias yanmark that feels like oh. a dependable d zone only line and then you'd have mcleod yamo costin as your high octane offense line yeah i kind of like the bukestad costin and yamo line is just like a hard four check in line. That I'll too. Just yeah. uh, someone actually put a decent idea in here. It was past the sauce. If Yanmark is back, why not reunite Costin, Yanmark, and Nuge? Remember, they had a really oh, yeah. good run yeah. together at one point this yeah. season. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, what's the rest of that look like? If Nuge isn't going to be used as a top six winger, how do you handle who plays with McDavid and Drysidle then? Maybe you want to elevate a Ryan McLeod to play wing. I don't know if I love that I'm idea. On, on his off wing, which he likes. Yeah, he does like being there. Be interesting to see how Jay Woodcroft handles his forward group. Uh, the decor is expected to say the same. I think it was Gregor reporting that both Yanmark and Hyman should play and uh, Broberg likely to draw out. I would love to see Kulak and CC get flipped, but I'm fully acknowledging that a CC DeHarnay pairing could be bad news. Um, so I, I think Woodcroft has no choice but to keep these six exactly the way they are. This, the CC thing for me is interesting because like we spoke about it yesterday, he's a guy in the playoffs last season who was very reliable. Yeah. Had the big goal in game seven for us too. Yeah. It was just like kind of a guy you never spoke about because he didn't really do anything wrong. And the big errors last game just came from like brain thoughts, honestly. Like yeah. the, the play broke down on the white cloud goal and he just kind of sat there and allowed white cloud to run in. Well, the play's already gone, the mm-hmm. setup that you wanted defensively. So just trying to attack the guy and do something at least. And then the one goal, it was the first goal. 
just allowed Masha oh. to come in and not do anything. Just we, we let them just cut, march out in front uncontested. Yeah. Like it was, and that happened so many times. And yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So for me, CC, all he needs to do is just like play smart. Like if you see a guy that just push, try and push him and nudge him off his balance a little bit and just don't, you don't have to do anything that's out of the ordinary. If it's just use your brain. Well, it would drives me. And I can't remember who, but what drives me nuts uh, about the, the first March. So goal, it was just, we made a, just a hilarious bad giveaway in the neutral zone that turned into them going into the zone. Like, yeah. just like it just like, it, it just trickles down from like, it's collective brain farts. And I think it was a defenseman. I can't remember which one, but well, likely nurse actually, if it's uh if CC's on the ice. So anyways, just simple plays yeah. when you're in, in duress. Like, I don't know what, like we're trying to chase just simple plays when you're in duress, make plays when you've got time and space. Just, just fucking play like the Oilers for God's sakes. <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, Squishy's in and says line swapping won't matter if the Oilers don't play hard. They gotta yeah. show up, hundred percent. Show up, show up. They gotta show up. If show they up show up. win. That's the thing. We if, come play hockey. Yeah. Vegas won't win if they show up. Win. If they show up and uh, do what they have done at a, in a couple of points here, like you could play whoever together. And actually, that's more or less what they do. That's a good. When they're thing. playing well. Is they have ten different line combos that all play a minute. Together. That's the whole thing. Like we know they're gonna show up tonight. Like let's yep. move move on to game five. What? Who are we going to be in Game Five? Yeah, uh, it sounds like Stuart Skinner is going to be getting the start tonight. Oh. I saw JB asked about that should. in the chat, so he was in the starters net at Morning Skate. That usually means it's uh, it's going to be your net for the game. So Stuart Skinner expected to start this evening. Uh, the lines for the Vegas Golden Knights expected to be the same as last game, but with Aiden Hill making his first career NHL postseason start, uh, you can throw this one up. Actually, Aaron, the line that was a thorn in their side. Michael Marshall and Barbashev were really damn good in game one. And there actually are some numbers that point to the Oilers third line of McLeod, Ryan and Fogel played them excellently on the road. Yeah. In those first two games, that third line of the Oilers stifled the top line. There's of the your matchup. I wonder if Woody maybe hunts down that matchup a little bit more tonight. If he runs with McLeod, Fogel and Ryan like, together again, Marcheso is a dog. Like he, yep. like he's, he's feisty and he gets into t- like those areas that we saw. It. And finally, like, like that's the thing that that game woke him up, which is unfortunate, right? We yeah. were doing a good job keeping him quiet. He's been quiet for a lot of the playoffs. That game woke him up. So now he's going to be feeling it. So it's even more important that we shut that line down because we gave him a little bit of momentum so yeah. we have to stop it before it can turn into anything anna is in and says no more fancy passes hammer that puck and early in that game they was just trying for the home run feed every single time and it was getting picked off picked off picked off can't do that it's easy to defend if that's what they're doing yep mm-hmm. tyler mulek yeah marsh so scoring is not good if he gets hot yeah you don't want that guy yeah. hot he scored big sleeping. goals in playoff runs troy is in and says we need a bigger presence from pissy leon um sure absolutely uh, let's get into uh, some numbers for tonight. Brought to you by Boston Pizza and their Fanalytics mm, menu. I'm so hungry. I'd love some. Mm-hmm. All of it. The Oilers coming off losses. They have not lost back-to-back games since February 25th and 27th. That means... Which I don't like. Yeah. Why? Why don't you like that? Because you think they're due for back-to-back losses? Well, it's just, you know, there's just math. Like, it's not... Nothing's, you know, constant I think, outside of gravity, death taxes... Okay. And you eating a lasagna on your drive home, driving to work. <laughs> hey, you were with me on my drive to work the other day. What when did I, we do? Stopped uh, in and he had to get a bite to eat, to eat while he was driving. Yeah. Well, I witnessed it. <laughs> that means the last six times the Oilers have lost, they've bounced back with a win. Yes. I take that as a positive. This team's very good at just parking whatever happened in the last game and saying, okay, we know what we need to do better here tonight. In those games, they've outscored the opposition 28 to 16. So that means on average, they're outscoring the other team by two goals when they're coming off a loss. Yeah. I just hope they're not like resting on that laurel, you know? No, and they like, should come out like you got to go and earn that. It's the playoffs. It's totally different. And I right. totally expect them to, to do that. Like, but just go to work, guys. Go to work. Yep. Stuart Skinner in uh, the last game when he got yanked against the LA Kings, it was obviously that big comeback victory. He allows three goals on 11 shots that game, follows it up by stopping 25 of 28 the next game out. So we'll see how Stuart Skinner responds after being pulled for the second time in this playoff run as well. Let's talk a little betting here, gentlemen. Let's go. Manifest destiny. Yes. Uh, shout out to Betway 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Uh, I think uh, I think we're doing a little squad ride here for our Betway game day big bets challenge. It's hard not to because like it, if the Oilers to win, 
Like this is what's going to happen. Yeah. This is what happens. So why not bet on it and make some money? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's like, what, what was the thing you said before? Death taxes entirely in the lasagna. Yeah. yeah. This feels like the fourth step. Aaron, uh, flash up the board for what we're doing for our bets here this evening. We are all going. Last time we did this, it won as well. Last time we squad bet and all picked the same bet, it won. I like it because you know I like it. It's a concerted focus, and that's what I like. That that yeah. that, that, that the the universe picks up on that. Oilers win. Tricycle two plus points. The guy was held off the board. The hottest scorer in the NHL. The hottest player on the planet. The hot bitch himself, Leon Tricycle, did not get a point. He is so due for a bounce back. This Oilers team is due for a bounce back and a plus 140 payout. Betway, we're taking it all day. And the thing is, too, he's the one who hit the post twice in the first yeah. period the other night. So this would have hit then, too. But yeah, this is this one's my ride or die, and I'm glad we're all on this one together because it's inevitable. If the Oilers win, Drysaddle is going to do this. I just wish I was the first one in the group chat to suggest it. <laughs> I always like, I like when someone wants to ride with me. I just like, oh, like I thought of it in the shower this morning. I just didn't act fast enough. Uh, the board says Liam is three and forty-four. He's not. He's just normal three and I'm four. I'm actually leading the way. You are. You were the only one up money because Jay and I are both down. My big finger is just sometimes double tap. Yeah, uh, I'm also sprinkling a little. The chat's talking about this right now. Maybe just a little sprinkle on a nuge goal at plus two forty. I mean, it's, it's so due. I've lost so much money due. on this one. It's but. due. Uh, um, yeah, I just come on, nuge man. <laughs> We need you. You see what the chat's saying about you being three and forty-four? You need to stop people, betting, bro. Stop betting. I bet responsibly, so it's all good. Ryan Sharp says the Fab Three with the sweet bet. Yeah, we're riding together on this one. I'd love to see. Uh, let's make it the Oilers Nation every day. Better the game. Better the game. All right, big one tonight. Greta is going to be rocking this evening. So if you need a spot to watch Game Four. This is the place. If you need a spot to watch game five, we are throwing our big party here on Friday. Go to gretabar.com to reserve a table. Uh, we're going to be giving away prizes. We're going to be doing some draws, all that good stuff. Great food too at Greta. This is yeah, we're sitting in front of the food truck. Nicely. The pizza. Taquitos. The pizza taquitos. I had them. Me they too. They were awesome. I had a buddy who had the burger who said it was very good I as well. I had the chicken sandwich. It was good. And then I got the, uh, the mac fries, the mac poutine. Oh, mm. oh wow. Mm. Piece right. together what that is. That sounds I died, delicious. I doubled down on it. It was good. That is very good. And yeah. you washed it down with a nice cold Bud Light from our friends at Labatt Canada. We're also, we got some, uh, what do you call it? Little buckets of Bud Light that we uh, bring around. And oh, I love buckets of beer. Uses a reward. Never, I'm a child. I'll never get tired or sick or uh, too mature for a bucket of beer. Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, crazy as in and says Oilers win, dry goal, cane over two and a half shots, plus five. Hundred, uh, yeah, I like that a lot. I don't hate actually. that one at all. All right, giddy up, short for giant game day edition of the show, a must win giant game day edition of the show. Eight twenty puck drop tonight between the Oilers and Golden Knights. Connor Halley going live with Owen after dark immediately following the game. So make sure you hit the like button here. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss the post game show score prediction, gents. Five one Oilers. That just seems to be what we do. Um, I really want to think about this. I, I think it's going to be a little bit. I think it's, I'm going to be bag milk here. It's going to be four two. Five for the Oilers. This many for the Vegas Whoa. Golden Knights. Let's go, Oilers. Thanks for tuning in to ON Every Day. Live from Greta downtown Edmonton. We'll be back to break it all down tomorrow at noon mountain time. See you then. 